0: Marriage Takeover. Marriage Hey, it's your girl Tamika. It's your
1: boy E. rod Nil.
0: Of Marriage Takeover. Listen, we keep it real.
1: We keep it raw. We
0: keep it uncut.
1: All day.
0: We are Marriage
1: takeover. takeover.
0: We help couples win in their marriage by identifying their triggers and breaking generational cycles. Boom. <laughs> so, welcome, welcome to this uh listen february we are in the month of february you guys can't believe it you... already
1: slim it was already. like november
0: came no actually it was like october okay. came. then it was january <laughs> now january is here then now we're like already in february like man so like, we are excited this is something and we pray that your um, your February has already been a blessing. Your new year has already been a blessing to you. Oh, yeah. You know how we like to do here at Marriage Takeover. Hey, because we're about to get it in today. And offer you some value. Yeah. And we are going to be talking about all, juicy, all kind of juicy intimacy stuff. Now, on today, listen, y'all.
1: listen, listen. See, first off, you know, <laughs> we, we are firm believers in therapy. Yes, I'm gonna leave it right there. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah. it's about to be on <laughs> and popping. So grab your pencils, your papers, your pens, everything, because if you wanna, ooh, wanna know how to break them things? We are gonna break them. You hear me?
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> we're back. Relax. But first, I don't know if you're gonna be started.
1: able to relax in this one. Slip. Let's
0: let's. We gonna get started with prayer. Let's get our
1: minds right so we can go before the throne.
0: <laughs> are you gonna pray? I'm sorry, do you look, want me to pray? Let us pray. Lord. Let us pray.
1: <laughs> Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this time. We thank you for this moment. God, we thank you for this podcast. God, we thank you for our guest that is yes, here on Lord. today. So, Father God, we ask that you be in the midst and just have your way, oh God. Father folk, I just know that. People are going to be set free, oh God, just by listening to this podcast. And so, Father, we just want to tell you thank you in advance. So, Father, just continue to let your will be done, Father. You have your way, Father. Let this conversation touch those that need to hear it, oh God. God, where it will be something that is instrumental to someone, oh God. And so, Father, we ask that you just continue to have your way. We tell you thank you now. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Go and bring them out, baby. Bring them out bring them out bring them out (laughs) go ahead what you got bring
0: them out bring them out listen you guys (laughs) we have in store for you imagine the sensation of soft sand between your toes the gentle caress of tropical breezes and the rhythmic sounds of waves meeting the shore picture you and your spouse Hand in hand, leaving behind those mundane daily routines, stepping out on a vacation that is well-deserved into a world filled with love, romance, and tropical excitement. Sounds like a dream, right? Well, get ready, because it's about to come true. Join us for the Marriage Takeover Tropical Shift Retreat in Aruba. Listen, you don't want to miss this. I met this young lady um, online. Actually, we were introduced by a mutual colleague and Break it down. She has been phenomenal. You know what we have been looking for a sex therapist.
1: Kind of that, she' the done marriage, let the cat out the bay
0: for the marriage takeover community. And I was so happy to meet with her and to talk with her and just kind of explore all the different avenues of just kind of what's available to um kind of unlock mm-hmm. as we talk about sex in our marriage. and as we talk about, you know, how we explore sex and what we talk about intimacy and what that looks like. And so today, we have a phenomenal treat for you guys, y'all. Listen. So today we have.
1: Listen, listen. We know Valentine's Day was a couple days ago. But listen, don't be <laughs> upset. Do not be upset because we're about to drop some keys for you real quick. Just know we got eyes in. Praise the Lord. So just don't be upset. Go ahead.
0: So let me introduce you to Naquan Lewis. Who is the founder of Intimate Connections. Yes. PLLC. Uh, is a multifaceted licensed marriage and family therapist, licensed professional counselor, and certified sex therapist.
1: Certified. She's serving
0: Katie Houston and all of Texas. She specializes in individual couples and sex therapy. Now, Naquan's expertise is bolstered by her sexual health certification in sex therapy. Watch out now. As a distinguished voice in relationship and sexual health, she's been spotlighted in major publications such as Essence, uh, Cosmopolitan, Glamour, Beyond her therapeutic work, Naquan's impact is felt through her roles as a speaker, a consultant, and creator of signature products. Her mission? To foster profound connections and catalyze intentional growth for individuals, couples and larger groups. Intention. Now through Intimate Connections PLLC, she champions holistic well-being and purposeful intimacy ensuring her clientele navigate life's intricacies with confidence and clarity. Confidence. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me to welcome Naquan Lewis. Woo! <laughs> 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 oui- yes. 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 Welcome. Hi guys, welcome.
2: thank you so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> welcome 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 yes
2: so thank happy. you I'm happy you. to be here
1: welcome oh my goodness really baby what's oh my so, god us tell us
0: tell us tell us tell us tell us about now i know i just read this phenomenal bio of you so tell us kind of about a little bit about you um how long you've been married and why you're in this space what do you love most about this space of sex therapy
2: okay so um Thank you again for the fabulous introduction. So in addition to all of those things, I um, have been with my husband for 17 years. We've been married for a little over eight. I am the mother of a 23-year-old daughter and a 17-year-old son. So soon to be empty nester. So Mm -hmm. that's a whole other conversation about intimacy when it comes Mm -hmm. to
1: that. Right. And so (laughs)
2: um, I got into the space of sexual health. I've been doing this for a long time time, my undergraduate career um, was very much still focused on sexual health. So I have so much research under my belt because I was a teen mom, right? A lot of people in our community were not educated on sex. It was just don't do it, right? Mm. right. And ain't nobody listening to that. So <laughs> Washington say <laughs> ain't and a lot of us, right? A lot of us. And so the I come up in a home with, you know, domestic violence and addiction and, Mm -hmm. you know, I was doing things that I maybe shouldn't have, but I got pregnant early on. And so because a lot of us did not learn how to build healthy relationships, we surely weren't talking about, you know, sex and and how to access pleasure. I got into this role of standing the gap as well as only 4% of therapists in the U.S. are black. Mm. And so representation matters. And so I knew early on in my undergraduate um, career that I wanted to do sex therapy. So all of my research from then until now has been focused on sexual health because again, teen mom and I want to, I want to assist people with not only making well-informed decisions regarding their, you know, sexual health, but also, Access pleasure. I talk to black women every day about how to access pleasure. So those are some of the reasons, my main why's for getting in this field.
0: Sweet. I love it. I love wow. it. And you are so right. So I grew up in, well, Eric and I both, we grew up in the South. We were from Florida originally. And that was one of the things both my mother and my grandmother used to always tell us, don't you come home with no babies. Don't you bring home no babies. And I don't care what they said or how they did it. It was just a, don't you come home with no babies. And we didn't talk about anything other than that when it That's came it. to sex. I
1: got to share this with. You. I got to share this one. <laughs> there was a time my mom came, she says to me, she says, um, Eric, you are you still a are you still a virgin? I said uh, <laughs> I said uh, no, ma'am. Fallen day, there was a bag of condoms on my desk. <laughs> I was like, no conversation. No conversation. <laughs> no uh, can I can you at least show me how to put it on? What oh, that's what that's that's what it was for right? me. <laughs> that's true, and right?
2: that's so common. And no conversation at all. And
0: so why do you think that there's no conversation around that? I think that, like, our generations, as we're getting older, we're trying to shift that narrative with our children. But why do you think that there is really no conversation around, like, what it is just to have sexual health?
2: There's so much shame around it, even still. And in in, in today's generation, um, you know, we are working more towards uh, dismantling that narrative that, you know, sex is you know, it's dirty and, you know, women should focus on the pleasure of their partners. We are really working to dismantle that. But growing up and, you know, our parents and our grandparents, it was also taboo. And Mm. so a lot of people don't have the language about, you know, sexual health, including pleasure. Um, And so what I do, I, I have children, I teach them. I utilize the products that i create for couples and individuals with my children to teach them and educate them for sexual health i want them to be advocates for their sexual health and also to you know to participate and understand that you know sex is is awesome but what does that really encompass right encompasses responsibility encompasses communication skills and so Sexual health is, is more than just the actual penetration, which is you know what our kids are really focusing on. Because if we don't give the information to them, they get it from their friends and they don't know nothing. Right, right. and, and that's one it. of the
0: things that I we wanted to do differently with our children because I was like, if you don't learn that at home, guess what, you're gonna learn it in the streets. And I don't want you learning it from little Bob and little Sue and Keisha and them who probably don't know because or they know something and it's all the wrong way and they're teaching you these things from school and from the bus and all these different avenues. And so one of the things we did differently with our son, he's now twenty-three, but we like the we recorded like his birth. <laughs> you <laughs> right? see this so the, son? The whole process. <laughs> and so we started the sex education from there. Like this is how the baby comes in its form, like how it comes out. but let's Let's talk about all the things before that, how we get there. And we did a whole sex ed one-on-one about like STDs and we all in. the other stuff. But one of the things we did not do um, just because we didn't know then was just about the sexual pleasure and the sexual health. Because and, and yeah. so most of our community, as you already know, we are the, a body. We're in the church. Right. And yes. so oftentimes the church talking about sex in the church or intimacy in the church is really is taboo. Unless we're talking about being intimate with God. And um, as you mentioned that it comes with, you know, some form of shame where God created sex, (laughs) like, and he created it for us to have pleasure. And he created it for us to be able to enjoy it with one another. And that's how we become one. Mm -hmm. And so we lose the sight of, you know, being able to really fully understand it in all its fullness when we don't fully understand, like, I guess, the groundwork of intimacy. Yes,
2: and, absolutely. It,
0: and so how do you go about, let's say with that groundwork The groundwork with starting out with intimacy Because yeah. we always say that sex is the reward of intimacy mm-hmm. And there are so many different layers of intimacy Like it's not just like there's physical touch There's emotional there's, there's so many different layers of intimacy So how do you start that conversation With just the husband and the wife Because I
2: think they have to start there first before To be comfortable the Before yeah. they can even start to teach their children Absolutely. So it starts with intimacy with self. My tagline is I assist individuals and couples with improving intimacy with themselves first and then others, mm. because if I don't have it for me, then how can I have it for you? That's right. Really and cool. so it start the groundwork starts individually. How am I loving me? And oftentimes that's not really a, an active practice. And so when I'm working with people, that's where I start. Are you affirming yourself? Right. If you don't know how you want to be loved, how can you love yourself intentionally? Come on. Right. Wow. And then and then how can you teach your partner how to love you intentionally? Wow. So starts. the education piece and the practice starts there, starts with you.
0: And so and then I'm
2: introduced. Oh, oh no, no, no. Go talking. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. So
0: Don't cut. Do not I'm so cut off. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> there, there's a slight delay. So I thought you were done. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead.
2: No worries. No worries. So then w- with couples and also as an individual, I'm teaching about the, the like you talked about the different types of intimacy. There's so many different types of intimacy, but I uh, tend to focus on five categories. You touched on them, which is physical. Emotional, uh, spiritual, um, experiential, which just means like shared hobbies and interests and psychological, right? The intellectual intimacy. Come on now. And so we're building that groundwork on the various types of intimacy. It's like love language. How do you like to experience this form of intimacy? Having that communication. Let's discuss it. Right. And so um, the one of the things that I've done with my products is I have the uh, how do you want a relationship and sex conversation cards. Hmm. And so these things are not just beautiful. They're very functional. And one of the greatest questions is define intimacy. Here I'll show you uh, kind of what it looks like.
0: And the card is card:
2: Define intimacy. Create a shared definition with intimacy. And how do you want to experience it? How do you want to be loved? Um, So, so many imperative questions that because a lot of us did not have the image of healthy relationship um, and intimacy, we don't know how to build that. Right. So I assist people with building that foundation with themselves first and then others by first identifying what they want for themselves and implementing that and also being able to communicate that with others.
1: Oh, wow. That's so, so good. How does that break down? I guess. How does that break down into one Of the five categories of intimacy, you know, how, uh, what was the question on the card? I just drew a blank Uh, on the, the define intimacy. Yeah. Defining the intimacy. Is that like defining it within each category or bring it all into one?
2: So what it is, is it's basically, it depends on the couple Mm. because it's conversational Let's let's, let's really define this bad boy and deconstruct intimacy. And so if if we're talking about what is intimacy to me, a lot of people, no shade to to, to my brothers, but a lot of people, in my experience, they align intimacy with sex. Come on Right? And sex is one type of physical intimacy, one type of physical. but non-sexual physical intimacy is imperative also right Mm -hmm. and so we're defining intimacy first we need to know what are we talking about the same language here are we on the same page Mm -hmm. so defining intimacy is it you know let's look at those categories because a lot of people don't know that intimacy is more than sex it's also i advocate for intimacy being it's in our communication Mm -hmm. it's how you it's when you wake up in the morning Mm -hmm. are you greeting one another are you being kind to one another that's intimacy are you interacting throughout the day or do you go all day and you know you're disconnected and then someone is expecting you know sexual intimacy at the end of the day and it's like bruh i don't feel connected to you
1: right right so hold on now so first off (laughs) let me just say this brothers i got you i got you i got you brothers i got you You so but what if it's the ladies? Now, i with you know? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't miss it.
2: it is. I mean, it's not. Possible. I think it's not. Possible. But it is possible. It's just, lately especially, it's, it's just people think when you... It's, this, it's society, really. Right. Society right, right, has right, right, kind right. of aligned intimacy and sex. And it's just, it's so much more. And it, like you said, Tamika, intimacy is, or good sex, is a product Of a healthy relationship That's my belief And that's what I teach And so it's definitely not just Not just the man I was just playing But it's really (laughs) educating And and really what I call Reauthoring people's narratives of Uh sex And what that means And what it looks like I
0: love that reauthoring their narratives of sex because it's so true. And I mean, to both points, like I've heard where the wives are saying, I just want to be more intimate with my husband. I don't feel connected. You know, I I wish he would talk to me more. And whereas sometimes I've heard the husbands then say, well, I feel like my wife is distant. I feel like, you know, she doesn't have time for me. So in both situations, it waits intimacy but what you mentioned that i find that so pivotal because sometimes we feel like like one of the the number one reasons why people go to divorce is because of communication it's communication oh, or the yeah. infidelity or or finances the top three things are those things communication infidelity or finances and people feel like they can get away from the communication but communication still is the key here the key. because now i have to communicate to you what what my desires are. I have to communicate to you what intimacy is to me. Mm -hmm. And even with like, with the word respect, like for a wife and a husband, the the word is the word, but it could mean something completely different. So intimacy to the wife could be something completely different to the husband. Yes. And it's so important to have that conversation.
1: So question for you. Now, when, when in dealing with, let's just say you're dealing with a couple, one has a high sex drive, doesn't matter if it's the wife or the, um, or the husband and the spouse and the, you know, and the other spouse has a low sex drive. And so understanding that the intimacy is, you know, one thing that that we say, you know, just like you, we just use different words, <laughs> that intimacy, uh, sex is the reward of intimacy, but how do, how do you deal with that couple where they are just on opposite sides of the, uh, of the sex spectrum, if you will, it's like, because, I, it's, it's just kind of hard, because it's like, oh, what do you want me to do, love tank is filled all over the place, but I'm depleted over here, you know, so how do you deal with that couple that is struggling because? We already know eyes get the wondering, head get the nod and stuff. So how do you deal with that To, to where the couples would know, no, no, you need to keep this in house, and how this is how you do it. How do you deal with that?
2: Yes, so Eric, that is called um, desire discrepancy. That's the desire name of it. Desire discrepancy. Where our yes, when our sex drives are um, there's a discrepancy. They're not, you know, in the same place, and it's absolutely common for so many people. So first order of business in my practice is to um, inquire about physical. You always want to ask, you know, have you been to the doctor? Have you had your hormones checked? Especially in our late 30s and then 40s, and especially after. But uh, I'm 41. So this applies to me also. We definitely need to be getting our hormone levels checked because you will find that a lot of people are low in testosterone around this um, this age. Um, and other, you know, sexual health um, hormones. And so that's first order of business because that contributes to a lot of low libido. So did you get your hormones checked? What medications are you on? There are certain medications that affect libido. And then then you assess relationship satisfaction because if we are not connected on these various levels of intimacy, that absolutely can affect libido. Right. And so if if we're hitting it on all cylinders, now we're talking about, okay. there's something called um, there's different types of desire. There's spontaneous desire and there's responsive desire. And sometimes people most times, honestly, people don't necessarily understand that there's different different types of desires and that they change throughout the years. And so think about in your 20s when you didn't require much. You was just frisky for no reason, right? right. It was Tuesday and you frisky, right? You can bust a wide open. That's, that's, what is, that's what you want. Right. But as time ages, right, and you might require a little bit more, you might be a little more responsive. So spontaneous desire means I don't need any stimulus. I'm good to go. It's just on my mind and I'm raring to go, right? But responsive desire, and there's nothing wrong with this, but responsive desire means I require to be stimulated in some kind of way, oftentimes physically. And then I get turned on. Right. So oftentimes we don't know to have these conversations. And so my partner may not know that I'm a responsive desires type of a person and I require, you know, physical touch. I require, you know, maybe more of my love language spoken and that is what really activates my libido. And so again, always goes down to that communication and of course, sexual health education. Are you responsive? Are you spontaneous? And also letting people know that there's nothing wrong with either. People get a lot of um, shame and judgment when they're more responsive because there's this expectation that people should just be thinking about sex all the time. That's not everybody's life. Right. right. Life is life for folks, right? right? If i had kids and business to run and things like that. That might not be at the forefront of my mind, but if you come speaking my language, right, and, and, and rubbing up on me a little bit, maybe... Mm. I, uh, you know, then I'm activated at that point, but I'm going through, I'm assessing various aspects of life to understand where this discrepancy is coming from.
0: Mm. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm responsive, baby. Mm Hmm. I'm responsive. Whoa, you're
1: responsive. I'm responsive. <laughs> heaven and earth. God is right? good. Amen. <laughs> Amen. i am responsive.
0: Listen, Woo. I remember, like you said, I remember being in the 20s two or three, four times a day and be like, whoa, as we, got, as we get older, we're like, wait a second. Whoa, whoa. Like pump the brakes. I'd rather a
2: nap. <laughs> Give me a nap. That's
0: right? that's what I'm on. <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: I'm not messing with y'all. Not today. Not today. I love but, it. So, but and I mean, that is that is so. That is that is so key. And I just got noticed. We got to know, gotta go to a commercial break. So we will be right back after these messages.
0: Imagine the sensation of soft sand between your toes, the gentle caress of tropical breezes, and the rhythmic sounds of waves meeting the shore. Picture you and your spouse. Hand in hand, leaving behind those mundane daily routines, stepping out on a vacation that is well-deserved into a world filled with love, romance, and tropical excitement. Sounds like a dream, right? Well, get ready, because it's about to come true. Join us for the Marriage Takeover Tropical Shift Retreat in Aruba. Listen, you don't want to miss this.
1: And we're back. Oh my goodness. So we have just found out that some of us are responsive and some of us are still spontaneous so <laughs> but listen man let's, let's bring the doc Brain the doc, doc Wait, wait doc, wait, 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 wait. Uh-huh. and if
0: you're just tuning in oh, listen bad. i want you to know that um you want to make sure that you go back and you watch this from the very beginning because we have the phenomenal naquan lewis who is here a sex therapist who is here giving us the juices the goods the nuggets so that we can make sure that we are making sure that we're enjoying our marriage in its totality oh man right Every area of it, from the sex, the intimacy, the communication—y'all um, know how we bring it. So, Yo. welcome back.
1: We keeping it, we, we keeping it raw and real on today. <laughs> so, listen, 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 listen. listen let's, let's dive in. Um, now, I understand, as Forest, as we're having the different levels, right? And I, I, and understanding what's being responsive and what's being uh, spontaneous. But what about when it comes to the sexual traumas? Because, you know, I've noticed that if, you know, say if either the, even, either, either the husband or the wife was sexually molested or, you know, or, you know, something else might've, you know, taken place, but caused that huge disconnect. How do you deal with people that has that trauma? Absolutely.
2: And that's a great question. So, (sighs) Because they're coming to see me, that's the first order of business, right? Because if I have me, myself, as a person, if I have an unhealthy relationship with sex as a as a concept in general, then I'm not going to really be able to enjoy it or uh, be in my body with my partner, meaning I'm not in my head, right? And so... Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing. So a lot of people that have had traumas and they still want to please their partner, they oftentimes are in their head. What is my partner thinking? What are they experiencing? And that's denying them a pleasure. So first order business is to come see me and we discuss, you know, what is that trauma like? And then there's a whole process of healing. Healing is a a journey. There is no such thing as just being healed. Right. Because the thing with trauma, trauma lives in the body. And so that's why you will see people um, react uh, or have like traumatic responses when they get activated for certain reasons. And until I again begin that journey and beyond that journey of healing and reauthor my narrative with sex, it's going to be extremely difficult to experience you know pleasure with a partner. And so... First order business is coming to see a therapist that's trained in this, so they can assist you with processing what is your experience been, and finding ways to again reauthor that narrative, and then you can um, connect with your partner sexually. There are different strategies, like something called like Sensei Focus. It's it's an experience with couples where they are starting very. Um, Light, I guess you can say they're not just diving into sex, but they are connecting uh, emotionally. They're connecting physically, but like not touching genitals or anything like that. Like they are really taking it slow and building, number one, emotional safety with each other because emotional safety is imperative for any healthy relationship. Period. But for those that have had, you know, any kind people that have had any kind of trauma, we all got stuff. Right. But we're talking Mm. about sexual trauma. It is imperative that there is emotional safety. There's no shame and there's no judgment. And there's patience Mm. in working through, you know, whatever has happened to a person, because with trauma, it does not go away. The goal with trauma should be to identify our triggers and to reauthor or rewrite that story so that they no longer control us and we are managing them. But they are there. Right. Because it's an experience that we had, unfortunately. So it's it's doing the work so that we can have a healthy sex life. It is it's possible for a lot of people, but it, it may it just takes time and it takes effort and consistency.
0: Yeah, I, and I, I I thank you so much for answering that and for responding to that. I will say and I'm very open about it as well, just because I realized that there, for a long time, I had a lot of shame and a lot of guilt around it, but I'm very vocal about it now. So I was mo- sexually molested when I was younger. And so when I we got like when we were engaged and we were dating, it was not an issue. Um, it was not until we got married and it was the, I want to say it was the demand of the sex, as often it was, you know, as often as, you know, Eric was was seeking it, if you will, that really triggered that sexual trauma and it was um i did not know how to deal with it i did not know that i needed to go and seek a counselor i did not know even like where it was coming from i had no idea how to even navigate from that point in my life to get beyond that at a certain point just because it was it was new to me and i had no idea how you get from one hurdle or how you get from this particular challenge and you overcome this challenge and you know through years and through therapy it was, and, and through, like you said, the effort, it has absolutely gotten better, but I had to go back to the trigger. Like, what was the initial trigger? Where did the trauma start? And then starting to re-navigate my way through that process and then allow the healing to take place. And so for every woman and every wife now, I, are are you licensed only in Texas or do you do other states as well?
2: In Texas.
0: Okay. So for any wife that is looking to be able to find that support, how would you help them to navigate seeking out that therapist? Like what advice would you give them or even the husbands? Because I know that there's even more shame around the men who have been sexually molested than it is with the women. How would you help them to navigate or even start that conversation with their spouse? Because sometimes they've been married 10, 15 years, and they don't even know that their husband has been sexually molested when they were younger.
2: Absolutely. Really, longer than that, I've encountered. Um, because shame is not something that goes away. So there's three emotions that, um, one, we need to make space for all emotions. There's mm-hmm. nothing yeah. you know wrong. We judge the negative ones, ones we deem negative. But there's nothing wrong with any emotion. We need to make space for all of them. But when we sit in these three Blame, shame, and guilt—they will bring you down. They will keep you yeah. stuck, and they affect your relationships, and they affect your relationship with yourself, right? And so, um, we want to identify feelings, uh, feel them, and allow them to pass as much as possible. And so, what I recommend is there are there are directories for I now. Mean, if you are in Texas. You know, of course, I am here. Um, but there are directories like Therapy for Black Girls, Therapy for Black Men, um, and there are um, Psychology Today, Melanin, and Mental Health. There are several directories of licensed professionals that are are wanting to help you to do the work. Um, you can do it. So. I'm a firm believer that as people we are relational beings and we thrive in community, we heal in community. But for some things, uh, especially as it relates to sexual trauma, if I identify that that's a major blocker in like couples therapy, I may pause couples therapy um, depending on you know what's going on, and that person will need to seek individual therapy because if you have a strong relationship with shame, and you know, and it's it's affecting your your self esteem, your confidence, and all all of those things. And we uh, then that individual work needs to take precedence. So we all deserve to live healthy, whole lives, and none of us are broken. It's just some of us have you know a lot. We all have things to work on, but some of us have more than others. Right. So definitely do the individual work so that you can have a healthy relationship with yourself and then with sex and then with your partner
0: i love it y'all she said self work first self work <laughs> self work first you can't get beyond the communication or that self work and the do you find that that's that's the same the same process is true even if your spouse has a sex addiction as well where they you know their stress comes out in how they desire sex and what they do with sex and how they view sex
2: so what it's now called because sex addiction is not a diagnosable disorder basically it's any sexual behavior that is affecting your day to day right and so and it can absolutely affects marriage so with with anything we'll just call it you know sex addiction i'm looking at the the root of it sometimes it stems from um some type of sexual abuse, molestation. Other times it stems from um, excessive porn use. Now, when I, I say excessive, because masturbation for all, to a certain extent, some form of masturbation, scientifically speaking, can be healthy. But when it becomes excessive and you're doing it and you can't go to work and things like that, then it's problematic. So and it can also lead to um you know like we're talking about with the with the addiction or the risky behavior um so many things can lead to that sometimes people use you know masturbation as a as a uh, coping skill and it there are healthy benefits to it but on the riskier side it can lead to you know that addiction and that can affect relationships that can affect jobs that can affect so many different things so when it comes to that you really want to understand the motivation behind it. What's attributing to it? Is this a stress reliever? And now you weigh on the other side and, you know, it's un- uncontrolled. That's the word, uncontrolled sexual behavior. Um, that's what it's called instead of um, sex addiction. And so you really want to understand what's leading it, helping a person to identify what's healthy versus, you know, what could be considered, unhealthy sexual behavior and looking at the consequences, both positive and negative. Love it. Oh, wow. oh, love wow.
0: it, love it. Wow. Now in,
1: oh, go ahead. No, no,
0: no, go ahead. In your experience um, as a sex therapist, what are some of the most common uh, intimacy challenges that couples are facing and how can they navigate these effectively?
2: Okay. So since, you know, we're all, uh, we're believers in, this is basically um, everyone in marriage takeover I won't say everyone, but most people are believers. When it comes to believers specifically, it's a lack of conversation regarding sexual health um, and what I what I mean specifically is we are not having conversations about. I'm talking about like preliminary, like you're getting close to a person. You know that you want this relationship. We're not talking about what are your beliefs on sexual health? What's your definition of sexual health? Do you believe in going to the doctor? Because what I'm finding is people are married, you know, several years and their partners are struggling to, you know, go to the doctor, go to the dentist and things like that. What I advocate for is early on, let's be preventative so now we don't have to be proactive Mm -hmm. right and so that's let's understand you know do you believe in sexual health do you believe in going to the doctor in the event that because it happens as we age and our jiggly parts change right we may need (laughs) some medication right you may need some medication there's so much shame around you know, medication or assistive devices and even the use of toys to access pleasure. Let's talk about that in the forefront. What are your beliefs around it? It's a conversation and it will eliminate so much conflict on the back end. That's so that's probably one of the biggest things that I see is a lack of communication around sexual health. They're not talking about fantasies, toys. Their views on masturbation. You have couples who feel that masturbation is cheating. You have others that are completely fine with it. But if you don't know where you stand and you're not verbalizing that, there's just a lack of boundaries around so many things as it relates to relationships and sexual health.
0: (laughs) That's good. That's good. And I want to also just because we are um, sometimes. I just want to make sure that we understand kind of the truth and the reality of where we're sitting in as well, because you mentioned like the porn addiction as well. And, and I don't know that if everybody understands that, but 77 percent of um, Christian men are looking at porn on a monthly basis on a
1: Monthly basis. Yep.
0: And so somebody might be sitting there trying to judge, but the reality is, is okay, now when you're faced with this inside of your marriage, when you're faced inside of this, because now this friction is here, because we didn't have, as you mentioned, Naquan, uh, the the conversation in the very beginning of our marriage about what we were looking for, desiring when it Mm -hmm. came to intimacy, what we thought it was, how it was going to break down. And then even... Also neglecting, really, if you want to consider it, the word of God, because even in scripture, for for those, we have a, a group of audience who just loves to have the scripture behind every podcast that we do. So even with scripture, it says that the husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife and likewise the wife to her husband. Do not deprive each other except by mutual consent for a time so that you may devote yourselves to, to prayer. prayer. Then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Control. That's first Corinthians seven and three, um, and also verse five. So, so when you're thinking about it.
1: Y'all need to have sex and quit trying to deprive one another, but you got to have, but you have
0: to have a conversation. conversation. Right? It's not just a, I want it, let me have it type situation. No. no.
1: Let's just, talk about just it.
0: Just because we, because I remember, now y'all listen, don't y'all judge us. Don't y'all come for us in these comp Listen, don't you come for us. <laughs> but I'm just going to tell you, like, there was a time in our marriage where Eric wasn't always wanting sex. And I'm like, well, I want to I wanna orgasm too. Like, I want to just be sitting up here and you just getting all the pleasure. Like, if we do... If we gonna go go through the process, let's make sure we both enjoying it.
1: Let's get pleasure. And so
0: we had to have the conversation, but mm-hmm. nobody taught us that.
1: No, I had to so learn. So that's them one I of had the why we're, trial and error.
0: Yeah, that's one of the reasons why we're bringing it to the community because for whatever reason we're not having this conversation in the church. And I don't know why when God created sex on
1: that, on the average, shame,
2: shame 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 is still very much present. And especially in the church, there's so much shame about pleasure and speaking of orgasms and things like that. And also I'm a huge advocate. So everyone loves orgasm, but pleasure should be the priority. Not just orgasm. Orgasm is one way to experience pleasure. There's so many different erogenous zones on the body, and just connecting with a person. So yes, of course you want to have an orgasm, but also you're you're doing yourself a disservice. A disservice if you're only focusing on that because now we're talking about um, performance anxiety always thinking about just the orgasm and if your partner's orgasm can lead to a lot of being in your head Mm. which again affects the journey that you could be experiencing um if it was more pleasure focused so focus on the pleasure focus on the touch the smells the sensation right communicating to your partner being present in your body one of my questions is uh what brings you the most pleasure like, have this conversation and identify, you know, what things could be, what, uh, what's good in our sex lives, but also what could be better. Notice my language. Oftentimes we're talking about what's wrong. Right. What kind of energy does that bring in the room?
1: Ooh, what's right. wrong? It's How is it bad? Libido
2: language. Drops. The word <laughs> says tongue has power.
1: Right.
2: That's in I this. you talking about sex too.
0: Right.
1: Right. Mm, I love, uh, that. I love that. I love the positive spin uh, on it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yo, what's good? What, what could be better? You know what I'm saying? Do I need yeah. to back that it's thing so up or you know, <laughs> <laughs> slide it forward? Which one? You, <laughs> how can we make it better? So yeah, that is yeah. that is that's good. That's good. That's good.
0: And then, what tips do you have for busy couples? Right, so Eric and I, we are—I um, think we're good, though. Right, we we we're good, right,
1: babes? <laughs> <laughs> what could we do better? <laughs> well, <laughs>
2: if you don't know, boo, right? That's right. the conversation. <laughs> that's the conversation. We having check-ins, right? <laughs> right. I think we're good. when what it comes could we to, do like, better? Where we
0: are, but we are so busy, and as our other couples. What are some tips that you would be able to give busy couples? Like we always say um, like little, you know, quickies um, or one the sticky notes or things like Eric is amazing when it comes to intimacy. Um, and how he shows, you know, the intimacy And in just different ways that he's I don't want to say studied me, but he really is He's amazing when it comes to Like, making sure that I know that I'm loved Making sure that he's hitting all those touch points Making sure that he's speaking my love language So what are some different things That couples can do To um, reignite Or maintain Yes, baby?
1: Uh, no, I was just going to say that I am A doctor I have my doctor's degree in <laughs> Tamika <laughs> Oh
0: my goodness So you stopped my question <laughs> So
1: like So what that. are some I tips I love that
0: <laughs> You're to have me up here blushing what, <laughs> what are your top tips for busy couples um, Looking to maintain or reignite a spark of intimacy Inside of their marriage Imagine The sensation of soft sand between your toes the gentle caress of tropical breezes, and the rhythmic sounds of waves meeting the shore. Picture you and your spouse, hand in hand, leaving behind those mundane daily routines, stepping out on a vacation that is well-deserved into a world filled with love, romance, and tropical excitement. Sounds like a dream, right? Well, get ready, because it's about to come true. Join us for the marriage takeover tropical shift retreat
2: in Aruba. Listen, you don't want to miss this. I hope that both of you have doctorates in each other because that is fabulous. Because (laughs) if we're going to have a a healthy, you know, pleasure filled marriage, we need to study one another. Otherwise, the conversations fade, and you look up and you're in a sexless marriage, and you're roommates. So yeah. studying one another in that way,
0: yeah.
2: Now we're talking about being preventative. Now we are designing the relationships that we want and desire. So kudos to you, Doctor Eric. Yeah. Now, thank you. So this is very common. Common, common, common issue is we are busy. Like I'm tired. Like I said, I want that nap. And so <laughs> number
1: one, thing stop. Yeah. <laughs>
2: people, people I get such a, a, a face and a, people are um, a bit combative when it comes to this suggestion but scheduling intimacy mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. scheduling intimacy I have so many people because I work with um, a lot of you know CEOs and professionals and they're all about their calendars but they're nowhere on that calendar not when it comes to their own self care And not when it comes to their uh, marriage or their relationship Mm -hmm. and so i'm I'm a huge advocate if you are experiencing that downtime as it relates to you know intimacy and date nights and sex put it on a calendar because if they think oh well this is robotic and we should just be able to do it but you're not and it's not working right so let's try some things that would work and imagine instead of looking at you know this being robotic if you knew that wednesday at 10 p.m. that it was going down That means that you could be as spontaneous as you want to in that time frame. Mm -hmm. You can dress up, you can have your toys, or you can have your foods and things that you want to, you know, try. You can go to, you know, have a a sexy date night, go to the sex store and try some different things, but you have something to look forward to. It comes down to mindset. Mm -hmm. But I absolutely encourage couples that are busy to put it on the calendar. Put your self-care on that calendar, put your date nights on that calendar and put your sexy time on that calendar so that you can have something to look forward to and you can be consistent because oftentimes people feel when it's not happening, oh, my partner doesn't want me. And that may not be it, but I'm not doing well with doing all the things because what happens? We do we have fifty eleven things throughout the day, and then our partners get the crumbs. Yeah, come on, because we just don't have the time. But if you protect that time, mm-hmm. it's a different story.
1: I love that. Yeah, that that goes. That just reminded me. There was a time where, to um, I was like, oh my god, I was just extremely busy. I barely had time to sneeze, and um, and Tamika was like, babe, I'm not understanding this. She says. She says, how do you give the world all of your strength, but then you give your family the crumbs, yeah. the what's left. So I said, wow. I sat back, I had to look at myself like, you know what, you're right. So like honestly, even though that time I was busy, I popped me a monster drink for coming to the house so I can have some, some energy to go. Because giving them on, like, yo, you're right. I've I've had it backwards, and when we look at a lot of um like a lot of the a lot of the CEOs, a lot of business owners and stuff of that nature are still always busy on building the on building the business, but we build the business, we put our focus on the business, but we're allowing our house to fall into ruins. Right. And so it's like, mm-hmm. yo, is there's no need to build this massive um uh, this massive business, but now you know you know, lost out on what was there so I, I, man I love that it's just getting it to put it in there because even in that intimacy time frame it's like yo it's like you don't see me no more I'm not and you don't even have time to talk to me because then it's like uh-huh uh-huh you're right okay all right and we and we set it going oh my goodness this is awesome I know we got to take a quick uh, commercial break we'll be right back take over we are
0: For accountability are you looking for personal development and growth and spiritual and emotional support hey are you looking for community listen if you are looking for all these things we want you to know that the marriage takeover connected membership is for you Yes, it is. listen we meet every month. we have a wife's lounge we've got bro talk we have all the different things we've got monthly classes we have experts that come in and um, it's an opportunity for us to pour into you for you to be able to get what you need to start your healing process So if this is for you, we want you to connect and get inside of the
1: membership.
0: Imagine the sensation of soft sand between your toes, the gentle caress of tropical breezes and the rhythmic sounds of waves meeting the shore. Picture you and your spouse hand-in-hand, leaving behind those mundane daily routines, stepping out on a vacation that is well-deserved into a world filled with love, romance, and tropical excitement. Sounds like a dream, right? Well, get ready, because it's about to come true. Join us for the Marriage Takeover Tropical Shift Retreat in Aruba. Listen, you don't want to miss this. And we are back. Yes, Welcome we are. back to Welcome. Uh, the podcast, Marriage Takeover Podcast. Listen, we have Naquan Lewis in the house with us, a sex therapist who has sex been dropping nuggets, therapist. who has been offering oh, yeah. us so much value. And if you've missed it, listen. You want to make sure that you go and you, you hit rewind at, at the beginning <laughs> and uh, tune in so that you can hear all the goods and the juices that she's been been offering. We want to thank her again so much for tuning in and for for being here with us. And for her, yes, on today. We so appreciate you. So, Naquan, let's talk about what's coming up with you in, um, you know, the upcoming um, days, weeks. And how can the audience reach out to you, show you some love, support you, uh, purchase your products? How can they get in contact with you and what's coming up for you?
2: So what is uh, coming up for me is um, as a sex therapist, I feel um, it is my duty to assist other clinicians that don't have the specialized training to uh, know the importance of discussing sexual health with their clients, whether it be individuals or couples. So I am starting uh, some training programs um, for clinicians because what I know is that um, there are some clinicians That are, uh, I guess you can say a bit timid. We're just going to call it what it is. Um, They're uncomfortable. Mm. They're uncomfortable with the topic. And um, not speaking about sexual health with a client is a huge disservice because sexual health is a part of health.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. It's a
2: part of mental health. It's a part of physical health. Right. And so um, I am doing that. I am always out in the community. I uh, have, you know, speaking engagements coming up. You can always catch me on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok at Intimate Connections PLLC. And as far as um, my relationship and intimacy products, Right now, I have two, and that is the Relationship and Sex Conversation cards. Yes, yes. And then there's Accompanying Digital Guide to Intimacy. Mm-hmm. And so these can these should be used with um, couples. I mean, I'm sorry, with um, adults because a lot of us have not been taught to have healthy relationships, to build and design those healthy relationships and sex lives that we deserve. And so uh, investing in these You're going to have that because there's so many uh, questions on healthy relationships, boundaries, and sex and intimacy, Mm. right? And so these will assist you with building what you deserve and you'll have a relationship that reflects where you are currently and not where you've been. So if there is uh we all have stuff sorry we all have unhealthy narratives that have had to be interrupted so these will assist you with creating shared definitions i find especially with my couples child they're having the same argument over and over and (laughs) over and it is because they are not having the same conversation like Mm -hmm. you said to me respect one of the cards is define respect have a shared definition of what respect is Because if I am talking about this and you're talking about that, whether it be respect, trust, so many different things that we are not defining them, we're talking about different issues. Mm -hmm. And so that's a quick little nugget to stop having the same uh, argument is to define and ask for clarity so we know we're on the same page. These are also great for parents because in my relationship, I want my relationship with my spouse to be healthy, but... I'm raising children today that also know how to do what I'm trying to attain, which is divine, I mean, uh, design healthy relationships for themselves. Yeah. So my children can define what trust is for themselves. They can communicate that to others. And it's because I use these products with them. So um, that's pretty much what I have coming up. I may be at some couples retreats that's still in the works. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: Oh, Sweet, man. and we can find your cards. We're on your website, right?
2: Yes, intimateconnectionsplc.com. Okay. And they, these are d- different. You can't just get these at Target because these are sex therapist curated conversation cards mm-hmm. and that's what that's why they stand out these uh, even the bundle which comes with the cards and the guide the guide is amazing because it comes with the questions from the cards it comes with bonus questions psycho education i'm giving you strategies to implement mm. these um mm. things that you're trying to you know build your relationship with it has book recommendations and more and because it's digital it's evergreen one thing that I advocate for is as we, you know, every year we should be revising and revising our relationships, right. reviving and revising. Yeah. Right. Because I know for me, my vows, with my husband do not align with who I am today. The ones that we set eight years ago. Mm. And so we are always updating to make sure that we I'm, I'm a different person. Mm. Right. Yeah. Are our vows in alignment with who we are? And so, because the guide is evergreen, you can go in and update it as much as you need to. And the space is for you and your partner to
1: process. I love it. Wow, that is. I love it, and
0: this is really good too. Like we just finished with our couples. Um, We every year our family does, you know, um, vision boards, right? But we do like a a full vision uh, casting, if you will, not just for our lives personally. But with our children, how our children want to map out, you know, their year, we also do it for our marriage, because just like you said, our marriage is different, and we grow and we evolve. So what is the vision for our marriage for this year? And what are we looking to do? And some of the things that you know, you could you could do is incorporate that throughout the year mm-hmm. and although you know you've already started right most of them have already mapped out their mission statements because that's just something that we do um, with our couples every year in their vision like look to see what additional um components you can add yeah. now to your vision board to your to the the vision that you have for your marriage the vision you have for your family and incorporate these tools so that you can mm-hmm. again make sure that you are as we always say becoming the best version of you and who god created you to be oh, yeah. so we love
1: that yeah, in so, this space yeah even if, listen i want to be more intimate <laughs> with my with my spouse well go grab a cards. we got us yeah. we got we, we got our them. we started them and one of the so, things
0: that i like too about the car is like they their relationship rate relationship based too yeah so there are some components about intimacy there are some components about relationships to the point to where like our daughter who is a teenager we can start <laughs> having her to have the conversation about like what does that look like for you like mm-hmm. what? What do you think of? What, when they what put a that... ring on it first, and off, then, don't and then, even that. with our son, who is, um, we met his girlfriend over, <clears throat> over Thanksgiving. Yeah. So even with um, being able to gift them with something like that, so they can have the conversation, like, is this really what we're about to go into? Like, make sure you're having that conversation, because we find that when couples come to us for premarital sessions, is they haven't had the conversation or they haven't thought about that yet, just because in the culture. Nobody said, "Hey, you want to sit down and you want to make sure you understand this and this and this before you say I do."
1: (laughs) You know, it's uh, it's it's so funny because it's like with with what you do, we are. I mean, we're just taking a we're taking a back. That's the word I was trying to find. Taking a back to really recognize, like, (laughs) yo, with sex being such a a I'll say important part because. Understand, he does say be fruitful and multiply, but it's the intimacy that has to take place within yeah. the relationship to bring about the multiplication. I, I, I want to ask you this question. I know because I want to ask you this question. As far as when it comes down to those barriers, it's like how hard does it, uh, how hard, because I, we, we know that it all starts with a mind, a mindset shift. So, when it comes down to those barriers, it's like, how hard is it for you sometimes to break that barrier, you know, from the individual to be like, you know, just relax. Let's talk about it. Let's, you know what I'm saying, let's really get into how hard, because it's a barrier. That's what I have, that's what I have really recognized, but it's such a religious barrier from like what you said earlier because of due to shame um shame, doubt, fear, all of that is a bear. So how do you get them to open their minds and be like, hey, just try it, just try it, just try it. Cause you know what I mean? I'm like, quick, hey, just try different things, see what happens. <laughs> you know, how do you do that? <laughs> so
2: there's a lot of steps to that. So it includes educating people on what cognitive distortions are. And what that means is um, there are ways that um, our thoughts affect us in an unhealthy way. So like black and white thinking, there's a lot of that going on, right? There's a lot of all or nothing thinking or catastrophic thoughts, like worst case scenarios. So um, um, and then the narratives. So many folks have, I mean, it's something that we all do with we creating narratives and not having like absolute facts about the beliefs that are in our head. So I educate people on how to identify what those narratives are. There's a lot of narratives around what should be happening in marriage, Mm -hmm. what should Mm -hmm. be happening in relationship. Right. Right? And so we're going to identify what those narratives are. And then we're going to look at what are the facts. There's a lot of um, people that won't look at alternate perspectives. You don't have to have the same perspective as your partner. and You likely won't because we are all different. And our perspectives are fueled by so many things, by our childhoods, our traumas, our lived experiences, how we take in the world pretty much, right? It's the lens that I'm looking out at the world at, that colors my perspective. Yours is going to be different as you are a different person. So honoring Creating honor for that difference is imperative mm. for that mindset That's shift. Mm-hmm. That's good. Your perspective is yours and mine is mine. And I don't have to agree with it, but can we respect it? Mm. Right. That's so we good. can respect that and we can now we can get on the same page and now we can be more open to, you know, so many different things.
0: That's good. Wow, that I love that awesome. creating honor. It I is. love that. I love that. I love that. Because that's where, yeah, if we are able to get to a space that we're we're creating honor for our differences, I'm telling you, our marriages would be, they would be on a whole different level. A whole different level. I love that. I love that. I love that. Wow. With that, Naquan, um, what final words or um, Mm. advice would you offer to our community and our couples just kind of in that space of of honoring the differences and and being able to create their and reauthoring their own narratives. Like how? What are your final words <laughs> for uh, for the audience?
2: Yes, final words is making sure that we all create self. Well, number one, that we are loving ourselves intentionally by knowing your values, principles, and morals, and living by that as it relates to you know, everything, but especially how you treat yourself, having standards of relationships. Expectations, eh, don't really love that word, but standards of relationships are a little bit different, right? My mm-hmm. standards of relationship is respect, support, compassion, kindness. Um, and so having knowing what those are and, and letting that lead how you look for um, your relationships and how you build and design your relationships. Emotional safety, I'm a huge, I I, broken record when it comes to emotional safety. If I don't feel safe with you emotionally, if I don't feel secure with you emotionally, I'm not going to open up and be vulnerable, which is the cornerstone of connection. And that means that sex is affected. Everything is affected. So creating an emotion safe space where I want to come to you and talk to you. As my partner, instead of thinking, well, I should just do it because we're married. No, create the space for that to happen. Yeah, and that's it. Wow,
0: that's good. Thank you so much, Naquan, for being here and being a guest on the Marriage Takeover Podcast Show. It has been an absolute yes, honor. It has. We thank you so much. And, thank you. And one last time as well, if you could just let our audience know where to find you and your products as well.
2: Yes. So IntimateConnectionsPLLC.com. You want to get these. And, you know, I definitely wouldn't mind giving out a, a discount code for the marriage takeover family. And you want to get one for yourself and you want to get one for your homegirl or, or your, your cousin or even your mama because we're never too old. Right. We are never too old to get it right and to build the relationships that we desire. And so you can find me on all the social media platforms, the Intimate Connections PLLC. And if you are in the state of Texas and want to connect with me, you can can, uh, contact me on my website.
0: So weed. love it, love it, love it, and we'll make sure that we get that coupon code out to you guys, along with the links and the coupon code will be in the show notes as well. Thank you so thank you so much, and we will much. tell you. Like I said, we have the cards, y'all. They have been a blessing to us when it comes to, you know, starting the conversations and just it's it's been. It's been such a blessing. And Naquan, thank you so much. I am so happy that I had the opportunity to meet you. Like I said, we have been searching for a sex therapist for our community for a very long time. And having the right one was essential. So thank you so much for your yes and your time here today. And we're praying that God will continue to bless you, that he will continue to bless your business, that he will continue to to keep you and your family, and that he will just continue to just shower over you and all that you put your hands to.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me.
0: You are so very welcome. So very welcome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, listen, we want to thank you all so much for tuning in on today. We are super excited just to have you um, just tune in and listen. Those are some great nuggets, some great insights. And we want to always make sure that we're keeping it real, keeping it raw, keeping it uncut, but also with class. And Naquan has done that with such grace. Yeah. And um, we so appreciate her and thank her so much for stopping by. We want to remind you as well that the Aruba Retreat is up and coming. So if you haven't already registered for the Aruba Retreat, that information will also be in the show notes. It's something that you do not want to it miss out on. we locked down. You're going to... Um, We're going to make sure that we are honoring you in that space and making sure that you're getting from one shift to the next, next shift uh-huh. where God is calling you, where he is moving you and in, a, in a beautiful island. Y'all know I love a island. <laughs> so, on a beautiful island where there is sunshine and flamingos and beautiful water. So, make sure that you don't miss that opportunity to join us for our first destination retreat in Aruba. So, with that being said, is there anything yeah, else?
1: Gonna- Alright,
0: God, we thank you. We love you. We honor you. We just ask God that you will continue to have your way That you would continue to breathe upon each and every household that is represented, that is listening, Lord, that you would sit in the midst of every challenge that is going on in every household around the sexual trauma, around intimacy, around sexual pleasure. And Lord, that you would just feed them with your wisdom, your guidance, that you would speak to them, that you would give them the courage to have the conversations, that you would show them where they no longer have to have the shame or the or the blame inside of that situation. Mm -hmm. And Lord, that you would give them the courage and start the healing healing process so that they can start communicating with boldness, that they can start communicating with love, that they can start communicating with grace to start that healing process with their spouse so that they can move from one situation to the next situation, God, and Lord really start to really love each other and honor each other with their bodies, with their lives, as you have always designed and and created sex to be God. Mm -hmm. And even the intimacy, even how you showed us in the book of Solomon, Lord, how you, showed us what it is to love each other and showed us what it is to 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 um long after each other Mm -hmm. god lord bring that desire into the The marriages for each other god lord not for somebody outside of their marriage but for them to be able to love each other in that way and sometimes it starts with the healing process Mm -hmm. so we're asking that you would meet everyone where they are that you would just give them the courage to reach out to the right tools the right resources the right people to navigate this space and that we don't don't allow fear and shame and guilt to hold us back and blame to hold us back from all that you have stored for us lord we give you glory we give you honor in jesus name jesus amen name.
1: amen amen it's your girl Tamika it's your boy E-Rock Nim
0: listen and this is marriage takeover Signing out take over we all the marriage
2: takeover